Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 84 Cargo Shorts I reached in my pocket and fingered the Corvifil. Yep, I thought when I could feel it against my thumb, I am going to pop this soldier and use the fresh-hewn bone to widen a young lady's rectum. If you can have a cock that reams for three days, why show mercy? Yeah, sometimes it's fun to be the bastard. Pirates were bastards. And who doesn't love a good pirate? Arr, I thought. I'll be reaming your bottom till Thursday, Missy. I called Cammy up. She was busy trying to leave work, so I talked fast and told her to prepare for a big bullshit cock trained by man kegels and Saint Billy. She seemed impressed and hung up. I slid the phone into my hip pocket and drifted in the tide of Saturday night pedestrians. After meeting Parp at Starbucks, I still had a half hour or so before the night of bawling my babe, aka fuck date two, officially started, so I floated down around Midtown to snuff time. I don't remember when I started getting nervous about my cargo shorts, but I started getting nervous about my cargo shorts. I was in sight of Radio City, and I could sort of see myself as others see me, and what I saw was a Gomer Pyle class hayseed dressed as a toddler. Kurt Libby used to say, the official uniform of the American tourist to New York is the Disney t-shirt and cargo shorts, and one of those baseball caps with cups for beer on the side. No joke, even quaffed heads of farm equipment divisions of Acme corporations or wherever they work and fly over country wear Disney t-shirts and cargo shorts and beer cup baseball caps to New York in the summertime. And it really does look idiotic. It says, I am not just any tourist. I am a heavyweight tourist contending for the title. I was in a drugstore on Broadway one August, and there was this hot-looking middle-aged babe browsing the toothbrush collection. You could see she spent a lot of time doing squats and lunges and wearing three-inch heels to the grocery store. It must have been 90 degrees outside, and she was wearing these little white shorts, just long enough not to scream, bend me over, to strangers. She could have been 50, but she was slender, muscular, Tanned, blonde, beautiful, and you could see her in your head back at home in Dead Skunk, Idaho, snickering behind the backs of her fat friends and taking care of herself so she can spend her remaining decades getting the tastiest cock she can. I have this creepy ability to tell when a woman is in the mood to drain a strange pair of balls, and this one was definitely hunting fresh dick. So anyway, 
This hot chick who's clearly on the lookout for New York Jolt is staring way too intently at this rack of toothbrushes when around the corner comes some guy in the aforementioned costume. Cargo shorts, Disney t-shirt, and a hat with empty cup holders on the sides. A baseball cap with Bullwinkle on it. And he was chewing a toothpick. Designer shades, red hair, red beard, neatly trimmed. He stared at the middle-aged lady with the fuck-me-ass for a second until she looked up at him and rolled her eyes. What? He demanded. I, I almost laughed. I'd only seen them for 10 seconds and I could have told him what. Right after seeing that, I cut to two months later in my head. Redbeard with the bullwinkle cap is pouring himself a drink at his best friend's house after work at some hedge fund in Nevada and says, She's blowing a piano player in Vegas. And bursts into tears while his best friend, who she's really blowing, gives him a gentle man hug and says, There are plenty of fish in the sea. I'm typing that up now and the irony just drips. Holy mother of criminy Christmas, I thought. I started thinking about Redbeard and Blondie because I'm wearing cargo shorts just like Redbeard. The rest of my outfit, an unbuttoned button-down over a mauve t-shirt, was okay. But cargo shorts? Fuck me. What was I thinking when I got dressed this morning? It really started to bother me. So I gulped down the Corvifil like I'd planned, along with two tablets of St. Billy's Bounce, to make sure my dick stayed steely for the whole ride. I figured any bad impression I might leave from the goofy pants would be eradicated as soon as Cammie saw my whale pipe. Yeah, laugh at my pants now, bitch. Oh my god, Paul, I pictured her saying. I didn't know it could go so fucking deep. I briefly switched to my Jessica fantasy. We were on the usual bedroll in the usual national park, in a tent. She was licking the head of my dick and moaning, Jesus, this is so fucking sweet. But in the real world, I was still wearing cargo shorts. And in spite of the Corvifil and the promise of an intimidating schlong, I could not get them out of my head. I walked past the long line of windows in the concourse near the doors where the tourists line up to go to the top of the rock observation deck on the 70th floor of Rock Center where there's a great view. Tourists love a great view. I looked at my reflection in the windows facing the concourse hallway. I looked like a fisherman on his first night in the big city. Cargo shorts. And I looked a little dumpy. I stood up really straight and sucked it in. I kept staring at myself and started to panic a little. Check out those socks and those knees. Oh my god. Even looking back on it now, I'm thinking, I should have written down every step I took that day. I, I should have rehearsed it. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes 
from the Upper West Side. Copyright 2021 by Dan Wrench.